0: the sama Sankapa and um, here the translation is right intention. It's often I've seen it translated as the right thought, sometimes right aim, right resolve. They're just the very mind that we are always ha- handling these terms through translators' eyes and mind. Mm. The sama sankappa certainly has to do with this forming, forming quality, um, and there's a series here which gives you, not, uh, the back to the root text, the Mahcattarisaka Sutta, what is right intention, Sankapa, that is affected by taints, partaking of merit, ripening in the side of attachment, the intention of renunciation. Intention of non ill will and intention of non cruelty. So this is we might say mundane right intention. What bhikkhu's is right intention that is noble taintless supramundane, a factor of the path, the thinking tuckle, thought vitakko intention sankappa, mental absorption mental fixity apana vapana directing of mind, chita saw so abinirupana, verbal formation, vajasankaro, in one whose mind is noble, whose mind is taintless, who possesses the noble path and is developing the noble path. So super mundane to refer to <coughs> the Aryan. In fact they're developing a noble path seems to indicate that this means it's not necessary an Arahant, it doesn't have to develop the path. Possesses it, so it's a someone who actually has the noble fruitions or is, or is very much developing it you know so it's a sort a, of stream entry or the moments of stream entry it's always difficult to, to talk about these, these uh, it's kind of noble things in terms of being people because the stream enter certainly one gets the impression from the whole series of texts on the stream that a lot of them didn't really know they were stream enterers <laughs> You know, so it's someone who clearly has moments of deep insight and clarity, but then moments when they are they are um, they're not there anymore. They're not with it anymore. They lose it. Um, so, like an artha pindika has to be reminded. Look, you know, you don't worry. You actually are a stream enterer, which means you're you'll go to a fortunate rebirth. And in the somewhere in the sutras, I've forgotten which one now describes the bhikkhu who is a stream enterer who whenever he commits a gross offence immediately goes and confesses it well if you're committing gross offences it's clear that <laughs> you know at times the says offences there must be times when you really lose the plot um, so the stream enterer, is someone you know who has had and may have and uh, has got a toehold on it you know but they can uh, they can get confused and lose it altogether. There was one of this, this famous one is the the, the drinker, the stream enter who who took to drink. <laughs> Different stream, but <laughs> then developing so possesses and develops. So, so it's referring, I would suggest, um, you know, to, to a particular quality of, of mind that may be occurring or be completely established mm. the, the, the area mentality did you see in this the there's some obvious things that come to mind one is the <coughs> the number of words that seem to be needed to try to to fully cover what uh, sankapa involves tako, vitako, sankapo or so. I think this is where the English starts to struggle. What what Vitaka has that taka doesn't have. Uh, so you know, around these terms, people thinking, thought, conception, conceiving, pondering. Um, Even Vitaka sometimes translated as just directed mental attention. So this is in um, the, uh, uh, what's his name, the the Sumner who wrote the book on Mm Sati, Analeo, translates it as directed mental attention. So the degree to which there's actual verbal activity going on seems to be debatable. But all this coming under the heading, thinking, directing one's thinking mind, directing one's intelligence, uh, focusing, holding one's intelligence, being thoughtful. Uh, This is uh, definitely a feature of the path. Even the Aryan is able to think. (laughs) So it can be a, a kind of taboo about thinking. In, in Buddhist circles, particularly in uh, meditative circles, you know, thinking is just conceptual twaddle or proliferation. Um, but the Buddha is saying there is right intention which can be carried out by skillful thinking. And this is what this series, I hope, presents. This is what his take his statements are. Uh, the validity of, of thinking, um, studying, remembering, recollecting, bringing to mind, manasikara, wise attention, so on. the second one he describes, apart from these three roots, intention of sensual desire, intention of ill will, and intention of cruelty and their opposites, renunciation, non-ill-will. He doesn't say kindness, he doesn't say an intention non-cruelty. These are often glossed as meaning metta, non-ill-will and compassion for non-cruelty, which I think is a very reasonable interpretation. Um, but, but sometimes it, it, it's interesting to see how very often these very positive qualities are expressed in negating their opposites I think partly because of the you know we tend to to see kindness and compassion as, as something that we we do you know and we can get very idealistic about you know, you're not, you're not then you get you're not compassionate enough and you're not kind enough or I, so we we can have ideals about these things or look for certain qualities, but actually the the root of it, the basis of it, is the removal of of ill will, the removal of of what's called cruelty. Cruelty can be callousness, um, roughness, abusiveness. Um, doesn't necessarily mean you you know you're setting fire to the cat. Um, it can be, and it can be through speech, you know, dismissive, harsh speech. That's that's uh, is is intolerant, or um, you know, it, it's not based upon empathy. Mm. What's the difference between ill, um, non ill will, and non cruelty? Good point. Um and I don't I don't know actually. But
1: one more active one
0: was Yeah. One's more active one was passing. which is the active one is what? hit your will
1: of on him of set up. On the negativity of mind
2: is more mental
0: so ill will, one would say, is more like a, d- oh, or goodwill, or the op- is more like just the basic grounding in, in, and then cruelty is much more applied. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Sensual desire opposed by, Nekama, renunciation. And then these are the wholesome, unwholesome, and wholesome intentions. And then, in the second quote, secondly from the seventy-eighth Sutta of Majima Samana Samana Mandika Sutta, the Buddha just, just points to where these intentions come from. So He states what they are, and he says where, where do they arise from, and he says they arise from perceptions. So, you know, there's a deeper. Um, or secondary level, which is a more primary level, the level of perception. And perception, um, again, sort of sometimes ideation I've seen it as, uh, cognition, recognition, memory even, people translate this as. Um, sometimes I use the phrase of felt meaning. That is it's it's not a subverbal, but it's the immediate ways in which you recognise something as something, what it is, there's a certain kind of resonance that occurs. You know, you you look at something, you don't know what it is, and then, ah, you get it. And then you think, then the word comes up, oh, that's, first of all is the sense of the moment of recognition is, it something enters you, it's rather like it's out there and you don't know what it is, and then it reminds you, it's momentary reminding, you see something walking around in the dark and what's that? Ah, dog yeah, the moment of, of recognising so there's perceptions that are based upon sight, sound or the senses, but the most potent ones are, seem to be the ones to do with the mind perceptions based upon the mind here's where you get uh, my friend my enemy uh, the cook um, and then uh, based upon those perceptions uh, you know, tremendous um, Conditioning process begins to set in. You know, I see this person is the cook, you know, or the gardener, or, or you know, then, then the, these these perceptions um, can be in their very establishment tainted you know, with with ill will, or or not, or, or you know, or, or unkindness, or uh, dismissiveness. And you're just that. That's what you are. That's a a dismissive intention. I mean, the very ways in which one recognizes, the mind recognizes people can already be tainted with a sense of mistrust, um, an absence of loving kindness, an absence of benevolence, uh, not concerned for their welfare, uh, looking down upon them, dismissing them, pigeonholing them. It's only one of those, you know. That's all you are. Uh, So this is this is a, how these perceptions are the very roots of which ill will, cruelty arises or sense desire. You know, you, you see someone and you, you, know, you see this person and you see the shape of the body, for example. And you get sense, Ill, you know, sense desire for, for what? You know, essentially for, you're not taking the person into account. You're just looking at how a, a physical form you know, attracts the eye. So so what's happening with the perception is actually, you know, taken in the whole and just focused on a particular point and made that the whole thing. Yeah? What, I mean, what perception does? It means you you create out of a local immediate effect, you create a whole three dimensional substantial object. That's what perception does. This particular thing—it's kind of flash, and then you know—and so projection, which is comes up in the fourth quote from the Madhupindika Sutta, which describes this process with in greater detail. Depend on the eye and forms, eye consciousness arises. So consciousness does not, in the does not exist independently, it dependently arises depending on a sense base and a sense object it's not consciousness floating around somewhere but it's just that consciousness is the event uh, of uh, sentiency yeah, so the, the, the sentient event, say so there's a moment of eye consciousness so sometimes this this word consciousness can be Again, blurred in English because we tend to talk of consciousness almost like being alive. I have consciousness um, or the higher consciousness means a particular mindset, which is really chitta um, in, in the Buddhist language you talk about chitta. Uh, so by and large, and there are a few debatable or noted and much debated exceptions to this usage, consciousness is, The moment of a sense object being recognised or perceived, so it's always bound up with perception and and contact and feeling, the sense base. So when that consciousness kicks in, then you get the sense of contact. Then, when there's contact, there's a feeling. There's some kind of tremble occurs. Could be tactile, visual. So the contact the chitta is contacted.
3: Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and you notice it's obviously when you're going from a very quiet place on retreat to there being a place with lots of people around or a busy place or it's silent and you hear a sound. There's this control <laughs> you feel some, something is felt. It's not just out there, it's suddenly in here, acting to me. That's the feeling bit.
1: Yeah.
0: Once evolved. What one feels is that one perceives. So there's the moment of feeling, and then the one interprets that, and then the then interpret some kind of interpretation occurs. Sanjanati, one starts the vitaketi about it, which means the mind focuses on that, and starts to conceive what's happening, what's that about, what's going on, what one thinks about, one mentally proliferates. It's going on then. It's always going on. They're doing this on purpose. Why they always do this to me? I, you know, after all I've done, and so, on, so this is the mental proliferation. Then, what one is mentally proliferated as the source, then because of this, all sorts of other perceptions start to, to come in. I am not wanted here. Um, I never get to do what I want. This kind of thing can kick in, so that then then beset by mental proliferation. And then this, this set of man with respect to past, future and present forms cognizable through the eye. So one starts to elaborate upon this about um, things one's heard or always hearing or never heard or don't get a chance to hear or so forth. So the mind starts to generalize and create a whole galaxy of, of information all tinged with the, the root. Perception, the quality of this root perception, which maybe it will, it could be sense desire, you know, mental proliferation on, sense, on top of sense desire, cruelty, the intent to get even, revenge, set somebody straight, sort him out, <laughs> whatever it is. You know. So that that's the process, but simply speaking, you got a, you know, the perception and then this, this, um, the intentions which is something going to action mode. Even though not actually acted out, still the mind is activated, goes into in- intending. So, and you can kind of rein it in, but it's there. Can we just
1: go back for a minute? You know mm-hmm. The second excerpt, the second passage from the Bible mm-hmm. says, so
0: let's look, it might be a typing error should it all be perception Perception, that's that's a typing error, perception of renunciation, perception of non ill will, perception of non cruelty so the intention originates from the perception And then Very interestingly in the, in the second quote of the Samana Mandika Sutta saying that the way to the cessation of, un, of unwholesome intentions awakens <coughs> zeal for the non-arising of unarisen evil, unwholesome states for the continuance, non-disappearance, straightening, increase and fulfilment by development of arisen wholesome states and he makes an effort, arouses energy, exerts himself, and strives. So, one makes the effort to arouse uh, skillful states, or the non-arising of unarisen, evil, unwholesome states. So, there's the the effort to, which is one of the four right efforts, is is to prevent unskillful ones arising, so it's like a defensive uh, guarding strategy for the mind.
2: Mm -hmm. You said you you referred to taints in these negative Mm -hmm. states, so the taints on on the mind. But wouldn't this also be considered taints in the mind as some sort of is is there something that no longer
1: even those either we attaching, you
0: could attach the wholesome and they would therefore become Well, the right intention is noble, taintless, super mundane. So this is what Aryans have. They have thinking, thought, intention, so there's intentionality is still present, mental fixity. So if they're not intending wholes- unwholesome states um, what are they intending? Well,
1: I mean, yes. doesn't, just
2: because they are not intending unwholesome states, does that necessarily mean that they are intending wholesome states? Could there be a non-state, the intended
3: non-state?
0: Intended non-state. <laughs> or state mm-hmm. state. That could be nirvana, it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> intended non-state.
2: I'm just wondering because it's yeah. dominating paints to things that are discursive or
0: that we don't like or harmful and then praising states that are good, joy, things. Mm. Isn't that a value judgment? Yes. And the Buddha stands by that value judgment. He says, you know, good things are better, definitely better than bad things. He's radically dualistic. But he does say that these, these, are, these are mundane, the good and the bad, but you aim for the good. And what I would understand here is that the the Aryan is someone who who is aiming for the good, is uh, purposeful, um, to the point, um, not rambling, um, and not not identified with. So they no, they can also stop them the mind isn't just mm-hmm. continue thinking of good things they should be doing or could doing or something it's also a stop, the whole system can be stopped but when noble one is intending then they know their right intention they know their right intention is the intention it arises in it, passes yeah? Yeah, and then they can stop as well so there's a sense of there's that, but there's a bigger thing going on or not going on
3: Yes, right. Yeah, yeah.
0: right. He sometimes wait half the night before he found it's the right time to manifest his intention. Just abide in cessation. Mm. So here it does say how these um, the unwholesome intentions cease with um, either skillful intention or making the effort to prevent them arising which is interesting so you awaken zeal for the non-arising of unarisen evil unwholesome states so the first kind of effort is just to is just to stop something happening you know so it's again you begin almost with the negation negation of what's bad rather than the affirmation of what's good, so just to, to stop dwelling in the unskillful, you know, checking it, stopping it, you know, and then sustaining the base <coughs> for development of arisen wholesome states, which could be considered not um, meta um, samadhi. Mm, Right thought right action mm. so, but you if we start off just being able to handle these things so it's not just the planting of one on top of the other it's like a you just put that aside, let go so the kind of emptying of the, un- of the unwholesome acknowledgement emptying of the unwholesome, and then developing and picking up the skillful if you see, in the mm, Yeah, in this very sutta the summary Mandakasu's it starts off with two one of the Buddha's disciples being quizzed by um Jane, I think, or an ascetic of some kind, about what is the hour in attainment, and the the wanderer who's doing the quizzing says, "Well, as far as I understand it, you know, the noble one is someone who has no evil bodily actions, no evil speech, no evil intentions, does not make a living by evil livelihood." When one is no evil body, when there was no evil no evil actions, no evil intentions, then one is a noble one. And this is his statement. and the Buddha's disciple says, Well, okay, I'll think about that and I'll go and take that to the Buddha. So he takes that to the Buddha and the Buddha says no. Because if that's the case then a newborn baby would be a noble one. Because they'd have no evil body actually just line as you know they crow and the." they wail a bit, but they don't do anything more than that, so they've got no evil bodily actions, but that's not, no. They, they've got no evil thoughts, they can't even think straight yet. So he says, no, that's not, that's not a noble one, No one one, one who knows a wholesome intention, knows an unwholesome intention, knows an unwholesome intention as it arises, knows it, knows it as it passes, and knows the way to make it pass. So, you know, so he describes, the noble one is one who has got this, Dimension beyond uh, good and bad, right. which is, I think, what uh, Samadhiana was trying <laughs> to trying to point to.
3: <coughs> <coughs> huh?
0: Yeah, right. View based on right view. You know, what is unskillful. You know where it comes from. You know how to. You know it, it is unskillful. So uh, rather than following it you know the results of following it therefore you don't follow it and you start to investigate it and inquire into it <coughs> in the Bojangha Samyutta in the Samyutta Nikaya um, the Buddha talks about the, the skill of investigating unwholesome states so you know if you develop if you have unwholesome mental states you have the ability to really investigate them this is a factor of Dhamma
4: do you
0: know that sutta with Samana? Mandika. It says
4: somewhere about practicing the way to the cessation
0: of wholesome intentions. Mm. Now I'm a little bit confused about that. I mean, why would you want to practice the cessation of wholesome intentions? Yeah, <coughs> yeah that's, what, that's the next bit, really. The cessation of wholesome intentions. Um, if you look in the third quote here from the 19th Majima Dvidavitaka Sutta so he he recommends uh, when one has these unskillful intentions um, and knows them as such one causes them to subside when one knows that unwholesome intentions lead to one's own affliction or to others affliction, one really understands that one begins to let go of them this is not doing me any good you just drop it um, and then then he thinks or begins to ponder skillful intentions you know, and then he says but I could think I could go on with this all day all week in fact uh, I, you know, I could actually sustain this line of, of reflecting thing in week but actually with excessive thinking and pondering I might tire the body when my body is tired the mind is strained and when the mind is strained it's far from concentration so I steadied my mind internally, quieted it, brought it to singleness, and concentrated it, so that my mind should not be strained. So this is why he's saying wholesome intentions. And you, you, yeah, quietened. They're there if you like, because you're on one level of the mind, a thinking mind, and so it's it's kind of it's, it's unskillful intentions are it's wholesome intentions are fully activated so it's like a kind of cleansing now now that's done, now you can quieten down because you see there is a feedback loop between thought and perception so if your perceptions are unskillful perception seems to refer to much more deeply embedded uh, ways of beginnings of mental behaviour often we're not in control of them they just happen, they just flash up So the wholesome intention, it almost starts to feed back into the perception base. So you start to actually see things as from a place of dispassion. You don't have to fake it. You actually are not, you don't have senses, you don't have cruelty. It doesn't happen because you don't, your perception base is cleaned. And that seems to be one of the things one begins to do with, with skillful intention. It's almost like radically reprogramming so one starts to learn to perceive things in terms of well I want how she thinks about it you know as an immediate response rather than this is what I want <laughs> you know or, or you, you start to look out for people and uh, rather than criti- criticize well, what can I do to be helpful you know so you that
3: uh,
0: but then so that seems to be the uh, and you see later on we'll see that the the Buddha doesn't recommend Sustaining particular um, thoughts to stimulate perceptions that are conducive. So this perception base is a much kind of more instinctive, almost reflexive uh, basis of, of mentality than deeper bedded than the thinking apparatus. Uh, but once one's got that steadied, so that the mind is not welling up in unskillful movements, now is the time to really you can get deeper. Because you know you can get under the thoughts and then you can quiet the whole thing down, which is what the um, samadhi and jhana is about. So, they wants to um, let these wholesome intentions die down, because otherwise he, he says your you get tired. And it's interesting to to note he says the body gets tired, and because the body is tired, the mind is strained. So it's that. And I think this is really uh, uh, very insightful, that uh, it's almost like you get nervous, so even though you're not tiring the flesh, the whole nervous system of the body and the the chemicals in it are, are, you know, you're getting too much happening there so you get overwrought as we probably all recognise office workers get very, they sit there all day, but very stressed. And they told me that actually violence is much more common in offices than on, on manual labour sites. Because <laughs> people are at a ledge of overwhelm. The system is fraying, you know. So then, you know, phone not working or somebody saying something a bit too sharp, they blow up. Because they're actually so stressed. Whereas a manual worker doesn't get that amount of stressing. I mean, it, just, it, it goes into the muscles so It doesn't go into the whole reactive nervous core.
1: Supermind, right
0: intention, jhana,
1: second jhana, is practiced
0: by him. Sorry, is that jhana? Second jhana, right practiced by No, No, wholesome intention just means whatever <coughs> someone who has this perspective if you like of this is just an intention you know. they, they recognize, they fully recognize intentions arising and ceasing they're not attached to them you know. so that you know that, that basically this is the, the uh, stream enterer's attainment or position you mm-hmm. notice this so whatever they intend whether it's going to Sweep the stairs. They know it's just that. It doesn't mean they're intending particularly their in jhana when they're doing that. they have this uh, uh, the depth or the spaciousness of mind is, is present. So then, the, the whatever is intended um, is held within that particular space. Um, yeah.
4: But, um, um, in the, the paragraph four, it, um, it doesn't actually mention intention. It goes, "What one perceives, that one thinks about." Mm-hmm. So does that imply that, you know, the perception what actually you know that the step in between the thing is
3: the intention we'll before the thinking about.
0: Mm well use the word vitaketi you see what one thinks about well, vitaka is an aspect of sankappa. Mm-hmm. so it comes under the general heading of sankapa is is vitaka mm-hmm. so because of perception then vitaka occurs so vitaka is is one feature of right intention mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it somewhere, it's somewhere... You see, another subsidiary quote is in the 21st Sutra of the Dighinikaya, where the... I think it's the dressing sucker, king of the gods, and he says, vitaka arises from the tendency to proliferation. When this tendency is present, thinking arises. When it is absent, thinking does not arise. Um, so, but, you know, pr- proliferation... Um well then you know, how does the Buddha think?
5: Um hand pick up.
0: So I think it gives you some sense of the connection between intention, perception and the proliferative process. Proliferation, for Pancha, is said to be, come under three heads. tanha, craving, mana, conceit and ditti, view. It starts off as a kind of wanting something or wanting to have something disappear. And then the mana, which is the conceit, which begins to give rise the sense of of well I want this you know. So there's an identification with the with the craving. The craving arises and then the conceit is, Oh, I want this or oh, this is happening to me, or oh, this will be good for me, rather than this is a desire happening. It's an I I, I want this and then the the view comes up as this is myself you know that that imagined subject to the desire then becomes an autonomous entity now I con- consider that that doesn't happen in the Buddha's mind so so they they, they, they labor or think
1: you uh, know that doesn't occur Mm-hmm.
0: Right, so in the next sequence he talks about you know first of all attacking the craving basis and then the conceiving basis and then the view basis. So the craving basis um so, first of all, um, and this is really detailed in the Vitaka Santana Sutta, 20th, but also um, the 30th Sutra of the Book of the Eight, Siengutra Nikaya, the Eight Thoughts of the Great Man few wants not for one who wants much for the contented not for the discontented so for the solitary not the gregarious the energetic so it's really um, developing those uh, perceptions and reflections that attack the basis of craving so this is where the proliferative process gets going and then so one way of doing this is to deliberately recollect things that don't give rise to craving such as Buddha um, so the Buddha Nusati um, the, the Dhamma, the Sangha one's virtues, one's generosity faith, virtue, generosity and insight all these are listed in the 12th Sutra of the Book of the Elevens so as if you like the deliberately inclining the mind towards things that satisfy it so I think when one looks at you know allaying craving it's to recognize there's a kind of rawness or hollowness or an emptiness there that is trying to be fulfilled The point is that craving following doesn't do it but it's not to say there's no, nothing needs to be done and what one does, one puts in there these uh, gladdening objects of mind so in the uh, Sanghita on Mindfulness, book of uh, the tenth, is attention should be directed to some gladdening object of thought. Gladdening object of thought. This gladdening, generally, I would imagine this is Pramodja. So Pramodja is not craving, it's, it's being inspired, gladdened. could be remembering an act of kindness one has done or had done can be remembering or an inspiring example of a person's actions or someone who, who brings up that quality of gladness so gladdening object so then the whole pers- in, intention perception process goes the other way so you, you intend one way and then delight comes up which is a sort of a heart movement comes up in delight one is delighted. zest arises piti and this is where into the, the chitta-sankara the conditioning or the formations of mind is piti um, and then body is calmed down with the body calmed so again it, as the nervous system starts to relax one comes out of tension or agitation so the first thing is the bodily sense and then with the body sense calmed down and one's, you know one's locked diaphragm relaxes one's kind of shoulders sink, one's jaw loosens, whatever it is, one experiences ease, and then the ease quality of the mind then sits in that, so this is your, your, your standard root meditative route for samadhi is, yeah, in this way, like something that gladdens, you can pick it up, gladden, feel comfortable with that, take it into your bodily sense, that your body will really drink that in, you restful, give yourself plenty of time, no hurry, and then start to enjoy the quality of ease. So, you know, so it starts off with the right intention and deliberate turning the mind towards something. But, uh, it can be just the rhythm of breathing in and out, for example. Very often, the, the bit that people in the West tend to not do much of, and which is very strong in Eastern is recollections of of, of the Buddha what is the arahants, saints, teachers no. uh, so this is the Buddhist point of view that's the kind of that's the front door often we don't we don't do that or we maybe not do that scantily so it gets a bit difficult to get in the front door because you're thinking about one's thinking about things one should be doing, things that have happened uh, the past, the future, projects Listen to see, actually trying to get into, through that doorway <laughs> uh, and you yeah, can't quite check it enough to just get into the body uh, so then this sense of deliberately thinking something else, slowly, steadily remembering something, something that touches the heart so that's the skillful use of in, in, in intention as the, at such a time as the noble disciple recollects the Buddha, at that time his heart is not assessed by lust, by malice or by delusion. At that time his heart is firmly fixed on the Buddha. With upright heart the disciple experiences the rapture of the teachings in their essence. In one who is gladdened, so glad and zest arises with pity, one of zestful mind, the body is calmed, body calmed, his body he whose body is calm experiences happiness, the mind of a happy man is concentrated. So, this is perhaps is a different translation piti, essentially piti, and then pasadi, calming, and then happiness, sukha, ease. So, that, that's, the, that's the root, the standard root, it goes through intention. Um, and then developing these particular intention, uh, perceptions the unattractive asupa death the disagreeable aspect of food the tedium of the world of transience so the transient being unsatisfactory what is unsatisfactory being void of self of abandonment of dispassion so, so this is um, definitely mainline Theravada here so that's, uh, that's Attacking the root of craving. And the last one. Attacking the the basis of conceit. The perception of impermanence. Is to be cultivated. To uproot the I and impression. So. Once one has. Through right intention. Handled the, the topicality of the mind. Which is held in the way one thinks. And the way that. Particular topics become breeding places for these un-extinguished um, perceptual biases you know, one's tendency to feel victimized one's tendency to feel, um, you know, whatever these kind of root perceptions which are going get projected out um, once that, once the topicality of that has been seen through so you actually start to deal with the perceptions and then cleaning through the perceptions you come to the most important um, perception, which is the perception of impermanence because then the thought, feeling, passion hatred, love, whatever it is it's just that you get this Aryan sense of there's one might say colloquially speaking there's a space and the stuff passing through it and there's no snagging in that and then because of that then what doesn't occur is this sense of I am, this I am thinking. I am wanting. This is happening to me. This little inference, which is um, the conceit. And then if that doesn't occur, this perception of non-self is established. And then perceiving non-self will achieve the uprooting of the I am impression. This is nirvana here and now. So this is the perhaps the momentary touching into nirvana. it doesn't have to be years on end it can be just that moment of oh yeah
1: oh it's not it's all I say
0: and uh, so if there's other things that you know details or things that come up from either the readings or your own reflections or what I've said
2: I what you just were saying, and I think you said class, class two, the correlation between Anicca and Anapath is very clear. Mm-hmm. And sort of not self uh, identifying. So the sort of second characteristic of Dukkha doesn't really play quite as much of a role in um, that you just concluded that last bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm there's a special relationship between the characteristic of any child and the child at that level, the dual characteristic almost becomes
0: less crucial yeah it seems that in this particular extract what's occurring is one is looking almost into the, the subjectivity rather than the objects so when you see a thing is impermanent then because it's impermanent you see well, it's it's not going to satisfy me because it's going to come and go. Therefore, when we'll let's go of it. Yeah, that's when the sense of impermanence is applied to a particular object. But yeah. here, you're actually looking right into the perceptual process. Say,
1: well, imperman- what starts
0: impermanence? What what knows that? What recognises impermanence? Hmm. Space or deathless or you know whatever. Everyone says, "Is it quite right?" But you're not you're no longer just noticing this particular thing is impermanent, but the very cognizance of impermanence. so you, that is looking into the, the this quality of it, of the Aryan mind. See what I, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so then then the sense of how this this little I am inference gets placed behind every incident that's already occurred you don't need to do it doesn't need to do that, isn't that kind of echo of it happened, therefore it happened to me, no it just happened <laughs> so the I am impression always occurs after the event even though it says it originated the event you know it says I am thinking, no I'm not, no, I'm not thinking there's thinking I am's, it's not I am thinking, thinking is what generates the I am Rather, than I am generates the desire. Says I, mean, I, I want, but it's not I want. There's wanting. The wanting goes, want I. I want. So it's like that. Yeah. yeah the process of making things permanent is the most fundamental reflex sub-personal reflex just a bhava upadana bhava upadana is that which grabs and the grabbing Seems to stabilize something. It doesn't actually. It just creates uh, a shadow impression at the moment. You know, it's sustained through Bhava Rupa And and anyone believes in that impression is the is the, the conceit and the attachment in the mind. There's a very fundamental fire, the craving for permanence, stability and so it has to do it with respect because it's there you right, you just can't snuff it out by saying impermanent impermanent mm. it somehow means that something else has to be there to substitute for it which is the quality of the alien you, 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 there's something there that you don't have to do there anymore you are fine where you are or your system is, is comfortable where it is mm. Mm. Yeah, it does need uh, um, a sense of faith and trust and right view. Faith in you know Buddha Dharma Sangha, also eventually faith in in the mind. Uh, and I suppose the, the sun up a bit, to my mind, is that which actually what it can do, which is so useful, is it can pinpoint. You know, the thinking mind—it's great facility. It's, it can, it can scan and say, "That's the point I'm going to focus on—that particular bit—and stay there." Whereas, um, it's directable. Whereas the emotional sense is often not directable. You know, it just balloons up, and then you know, you're certainly in there focusing on a particular point, but you didn't really have much ability to to determine it or change it.
5: I mean I think
3: the
0: under um encompassing mind around the notion usually there's
3: a lot sort of collaboration in the
0: notion, but it's just an essential there sort of like, reason for what's going on with the activity that wouldn't isn't that intention? Yes. Yeah. so that's what does the, that's what does the focus
1: mm-hmm. on. <coughs> Are we not using Samadhi as, um, until we, you know, arrive at the mind of the area, are we not using Samadhi as something that's relatively permanent? As a way of stepping back and seeing the process of the mind of seeing it? seems mm-hmm. I mean, like you have to have something more relatively.
0: Relatively like, permanent Samadhi, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like mean
1: either mind or mind. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yes. It's that's it. It's it's, not, it's, it's,
0: it's, 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 co- it's a sense of coherence that's stable, and and there are two things that are provided. One is the sense of of having a particular sphere that one's in, you know, a particular object that you're, you're held by, and the other is a sense of of uplift and pleasure. Yeah. But insight
3: can
1: arise from that. Oh, sure. Seeing what isn't in doing that you have to pull away from the thought
0: processes and perceptions that you usually think of, mm-hmm. of, of I am. yeah I mean it's not the objects so much as the general buzz it's not that I am um, a sight or a sound but I am a particular level of energy and a particular set of concerns Then the energy rushes through the particular set of concerns in a particular way and that's who I am but samadhi, you know, you're deliberately jamming all that and saying, well, you know, it's something is isn't a particular person So, I'm like breathing in and out. And uh, the energy is no longer one's personal pattern. It's a sort of steady, sustained, smoothed-out quality. So you're getting into a, a transpersonal experience, even though it's not ultimately transcendent. Uh, I think it's important to, to recognise there are many, many transpersonal experiences Problem is that that because they're not me as a person, one can, one can actually overestimate them. You know, so a problem with psychic phenomena or you know visionary states, which are not personal, transpersonal, not necessarily transcendent, but they are skillful as long as one knows what they're about and makes use of them. And particularly if you, you understand the process of how they're constructed, because that gives you an idea how all of reality is constructed in the same way, but often a very random and erratic way. No, the 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 awakening generally is the
1: unsatisfactoriness of
0: them generally wants a bit more. wants to last longer. Um some sense of doubt is this good enough, have I got it yet? Uh, one looks one praises oneself and looks down upon others.
3: Mm -hmm.
5: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm So it's been once you're established in I mean, you have to go through all that stuff in order to really get to know it well. I mean, there's a desire for it, or a passion for it, or an attachment
3: for it. Mm-hmm. It might be part of the reason it doesn't seem like it makes
5: sense. Yeah. If it's so pleasant, it doesn't seem yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yet, um, I it's it's an artist, yeah, to think that, said there's an that from been him, and I think so, one classes, what one, constantly thinks about the kind habit of mind. And so, he's seems like we just trying to keep the mind inclined in the right way, There's deliver constant, it starts with it. to be. It's it's a encouragement to keep it taking it. It's true, it? Wherever we keep our mind, it seems to be much going after it. Or even if there's something, even if it's going to have to So that when the mind is to it
0: just to remember also that there's this the breadth of what intention covers is tako vi tako apana wapana then chetaso apaniropana so some of it, and it seems to, this sequence seems to start off with something that's very deliberate conceptual stuff, tako and it ends up with things that are uh, mental absorption, mental fixity, directing of mind you know, so this is just a sense of the, an energy steering itself in a certain way. Um, absorption, which th- seems to be, you know, samadhi, whereby one is kind of, was held into something. The general and the overriding of verbal formation. So it's the whole ability to, the energy that does conceiving. You know, so it's not necessarily th- even thinking, so much as just that particular one might say intelligence yeah. so there's a whole range of, of whether it's verbal activity or um, activity that is kind of monitored or or, or or steered by verbal activity or whether it's just actually steered by the quality of de- mental determination and so, so you get something like um, manasikara which i think is, is what is in, talked about in the 46 this extract 9 mm-hmm. there are bhikkhus wholesome, wholesome states blamable and blameless states dark and bright states frequently giving careful attention to them is the nutrient of the arising and the unarisen so I don't think he's meaning you he should sit there deliberately thinking unskillful thoughts because he said before you know it's, it's not a good idea to sit and, and think uh, sensual desire, cruelty, and ill will. So now he's saying giving but giving careful attention, which I I'm sure is the, is the translation for yonis or which means the kind of handling, penetrating. What is this? How does it happen? What's going on? Where is it? Where is it being felt? Where's the release? How good is that? It's a whole in depth. Not conceiving, but, but handling through this this intelligent energy, the energy of intelligence, handling something and, and mm. resonating with it, feeling it out, focusing on it, you know, done focusing, something done focusing, it seems this is what focusing is about as a practice.
5: Mm. But to know that you're not actually in the dark, mind is not in the dark, so it's actually it? mm. To know that, a dark state so. really is dark state, then, you're that, so you're it's a different dark Don't you're doing like if you just take that first initial reason, I think, you just think, you not just doing no no, mm-hmm. it's a kind of negation of those constructs that can kind of the somehow, I is it? It's kind of correct it. can exactly of the non of
3: those
5: things. If you can step back from the morning, mm-hmm. okay. or
1: mm-hmm. you can say that you can't step back
0: Mm. Yeah, if you can't step back. Mm. Yeah, so the Vitaka Santana does say as as a last resort, you know, in the various ways of handling stuff, just clench your teeth (laughs) and (laughs) stop it.
1: before that sometimes you to something.
0: Yeah, if you're to about to slug somebody, you know, then you just you know clench your jaw, tighten up and hold yourself back.
1: Yeah.
0: I'd recommend this,
1: please.
0: <laughs> I can't take much more. <laughs>
3: yeah yeah exactly uh,
0: i think one wants to be aware of the, the the ideology just being honest and letting it out isn't always the skillful <laughs> response <laughs> yeah.
1: mm-hmm.
2: what was refer to um, at the end of, <coughs> the end of um, number two and where did they cease with the stillness
0: well, the five and sustained The wholesome intentions. Okay. Where the wholesome intentions cease. Hmm. Okay. Um, um, I was wondering
3: maybe
1: because it's
2: just been a bit confused by uh, the explanations in the back. I extract two verses. I know that this process continues even with the season of Thakavichara
0: in second jhana although in this jhana wholesome intentions still can yeah so the whole so if Vitaka Vichara has stopped yeah. then how can um, wholesome intentions keep going? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so if in the first jhana the wholesome intention, the unwholesome intentions stop second jhana wholesome intentions stop mm-hmm. Well, because we're all that in this jar holds some intentions still to The first jar holds some intentions. So that seems to refer to the, the mental absorption bit. So there's a still a quality of intentionality. Yeah. Which is still going. Um each mm. hmm. one
2: seizes what i entering the second job. Mm-hmm. The mental absorption bit ceases.
0: No, I don't think <laughs> the absorption, the vitaka ceases. Yeah.
3: Right.
0: So this sense of well, you know, for example, well, how does person in second jhana go to third jhana? For example, there's no intention. There's going to be some sense of, you know, something being moved along, but it, it seems as if there's a quality of, of sankhara, which is just mental fixity and mental absorption that has its own effects. Yeah. So the more you, one stays in the second jhana, that very quality of 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 mental fixity has a certain intentionality to it, it inclines towards deeper ease. But it's got no vitakas, no what should I do about this and how's this going. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. <coughs> Mm.
0: So it's the kind of sense of intentionality being a little more than deliberate thought. it's a certain momentum of, of you know, a certain mental momentum, a momentum of, of an energy to, to direct or to incline in a certain way. Some of these notes were done. Um, 10 o'clock at night, so the type isn't perfect and the wordings not very clear.
1: So I hope to, you know, pick up some of these points.
5: Thank <laughs> you. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't believe it now, but context, but also in the you kind of uh, the link between intention and and consciousness. Uh, it's kind of something to So, you know, when consciousness views, and so you can see so it's quite, it's quite, it's quite useful what, what is
1: the reference?
5: It's uh, 738, yeah. intention is called. Seven.
1: Oh, seventh suit of the the book or
5: something.
4: Yeah. Mm-hm. you I don't know, something, something you mentioned to about um, that uh, it leads to transformation of the structures of the mind. That's the pretty Western psychological concept than structure combined. That's what that is. Oh, is it except for under the
3: comment
4: section? Mm Hmm. Translation structure combined. Yeah. That's that is more a Western psychological concept, isn't it? Not really (laughs) it (laughs) is (laughs) more.
1: That's the psychology. I thought the Buddha was talking more about the conditioning
4: of the mind, the habits of the mind rather than no. like something else. Like
0: well, stuff. I think structures mm-hmm. can give can the idea that the mind is a fixed thing, like when I was engineered. Yeah. Um, so The structures are always dynamic in yeah. They're more like you know, repeated habits and you know, yes. entities. And the mind itself is not really a mind, it's not a thing. It's a kind of a sensitivity that, that, that begins to oscillate in certain repeated forms of cognitive process. Yeah. But there you go, you know, it's a very strange structure. as <laughs> I As not know What, what, what is meant by structure? What is meant by mind? I think often is a thing. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. No,
4: right. in,
0: in the slide. comment
4: section 8.6.4, mm-hmm.
1: 8.6.4, Just above it is a reference to the unconscious.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> interesting.
1: <laughs> it began the phrase Western psychology. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the
5: Sanyam?
1: <laughs>
3: i <laughs> <laughs>
5: And the only difference between each day and thoughts of the family. Okay.
3: Unconsciously,
1: oh, I'll summarize this one. Perhaps in Western psychology it's considered unconscious. Perhaps it yeah. would. It's sunny um, being the result of previous intention, mm. rather than being the intention itself. Mm. 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 But you mean, the only way you can really work with perception is on the level of by Either adding new perceptions or clearing out
0: Investigating perception, clearing perception. You see jhanas are subtle, even neither perception nor perception is a very really attenuated note state of perception. The jhanas are perceptions. Um are not
5: completely through the matrix perception and not uh, so throw
1: Because you yeah. need your
5: perceptions
0: to be refined to see that? But if i not what can happen, I'll the whole belief in your so. you It was nine, like the nine percent, nine perception. Opposite, not considered the basis, it based on because perception section two refined to really get a reference to it. The idea is, trying to understand it, is, is uh, the jhana process is that you establish something which is a perceptual realm, which is the jhana, and then oh, it's there. Yeah. Here's the inclination towards it, here's the failing of it, here's the unsatisfaction of it, therefore it's conditioned, therefore there's nothing to be got here. It you know. doesn't mean one destroys it, but one sort of
1: no longer has the drive into it.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah?
0: But as long as it's consciousness, at least in the ordinary in the sense in which it's predominantly used, then perception is a normal feature of consciousness. Consciousness works through perceiving things. Mm-hmm. Sankara is the is the karmic residue that sets up consciousness programs in particular, desire-seeking consciousness, yeah. sense-seeking consciousness, you know, so the conscious process is steered by Sankara. therefore the whole perceptual basis is, is directed towards permanence, self-worth and satisfaction. You know, everything can be registered in terms of that. You know, it's good, it's bad, means it's satisfactory, permanent, self, I and mean, make it that's a good one. But as the process, the perception process is, soft in, obviously, it's involuntary. That's why I say it might be what I mean by the unconscious. It's not deliberated. But it is conditioned, it is a result process of some kind of it, you know, almost the conditioning process of being born sets you up for sensuality, um, instability, and so forth. But then one does it; one does kind of do the fine tuning on that with a perhaps a more deliberate or more uh, so you have some say over. It. I mean, you can, you can know, you can decondition the, the uh, sensuality, for so, example. So you can actually
1: shift that some of the the way in which that that uh, channeling has occurred. where well,
0: it is subject to intention to a degree, and yet fundamentally, you still be left with. A perceptual basis that establishes uh, you know, a sense of, of mind, or, or realm, or substantiality in you know, a subtle level of, of jhana. So that's what the what so the anagami has to work with this fundamentally the craving for fine material existence or fine immaterial existence. Lupa rupa raga. And fine material existence doesn't mean you know a couch. You know. it means it means a um, loop jhana. Yeah, and even resistance means the formless ones. So he his struggle is to is to not get um, you know establish selfhood
1: in these in these realms. Frankly it's not a massive
0: problem. <laughs>
1: look at perception, just the way perceptions of people can change. You know if I see someone in a certain light my thinking feeds into that and something happens and my thinking goes another way. How I can end up having conflicting perceptions or you know, several perceptions at the same time trying to figure out which is the
3: which is true.
1: No, but if, you, but if you believe in perception, you see that it Depending on how much you think about it, to support that perception, that becomes the real. You think that's the real. Yeah. In the perception is actually often treated as memory,
3: mm-hmm. and any work
5: that can be done on memory, memory is always a complete distortion. But it's a partial ill-fed. The more you think about something, the really more you're really more confident about it, it doesn't
3: even happen.
5: That's mm-hmm. the perception of it? Like the
3: nature
5: of the I know mm-hmm. oh, that seen this is, there, this is small, mm-hmm. even though the senses out there. But mm.
0: and it's And ne- there's a need to establish some perception, even though we may go, no, it's all just stuff. Essentially something is still there trying to establish something. Perception. Mm-hmm. Even the perception this is all stuff. Another <laughs> perception, isn't it? You know, someone something is looking for a place I can stand where I'm okay and you're not gonna get overwhelmed really, blown away or so always trying to do that. So you can't really see who it unless you've got a place where you're not overwhelmed. Which is what the whole the stream entrance bit is he's actually touched the, the, the ground and now this other stuff is no longer sort of, the system is no longer so inclined towards it.
1: So I thought I'd stick with the monkey machine to the rock. Definitely. The it's to
5: Yeah, power is called for a sense of intimate compassion mm-hmm. and identity. So that oh my God, how strong energy part is the feeling, as you know, as as that, on the gate of it, so actually, you know, the contraction. So you think about giving me the contractions, it's up a Time <clears throat> like the the it's one. One, mm. And
3: without
5: at that level. The doctor, mm. the... so, 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 so I talk it talking the and wrong, a lot of That I'm wrong
0: that It seems to me that women have a more agile relationship with the unskillful. The unskillful tends to subside. It's not my... Right. Well. No, I don't mind anymore. I feel guilty about it. But that's been the end of it. But you Now, that, that that's a kind of way of, of starting the process where my thing will actually unravel itself. That's my... I think some of the things that we start, we need to be held in a way where it won't just be considered all right but it will actually un- un- undo itself and it will come down to see like the the area intention. You may know the intention right in <coughs> the but doesn't actually have the unconscious intention. Is it yeah. it Manif- manifests out of out of the uh, Trust anxiety, confusion, hurt. If those things aren't happening, then you know, they
1: don't have you know, to it, Because they're unpleasant, you know, they're really unpleasant. The system doesn't want them, but it goes into it, it, it's a reaction to the point of being overwhelmed.
5: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: So obviously, sexuality is not being, the construct of you know, 40 years. <laughs> you've got more 10 years to wait for <laughs> Is for <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mean,
5: yeah.
0: <laughs> I think for insight, for, you yeah. mm-hmm. yeah, know, uh, I think the journalists don't do that. They, they, they subliminate they sub- mm-hmm. it. But uh, it's insight. Because yeah, it doesn't, you know, things that actually work on the whole sense of getting anything, you know, anybody to get anything. The kind of, there's always some sort of bar that one system is looking for, some kind of contact high of some kind, whether it's in a book or music or sexual or whatever, something. Like that, but when you know, you, you know that particular that particular experience.
1: doesn't go anywhere, you know. Mm.
0: <laughs> Another one, you know. So whereas in you actually, you know, make make a very subtle and, and skillful um balance you can like crudely and sustain it. And then then, then then certainly that's that's mainline, mainstream. Uh, Buddha practices to do that, but then it's always the, the
1: the insight, that that uh,
3: yeah, a lot.
1: I won't be put down, not down on the I think yeah, uh,
0: it can be, it can be, it can be, it can be,
3: it can be.
5: Hmm. To, uh, to say, you, don't lose, you might, you might lose and really mm-hmm. so just you really taste it, mm-hmm. it's enjoying it, and so really the of what are not to the world. And then not the so, like I said, I said, I ought to, you, know, to to it, you know, it's a good thing to do It's <clears> uh, to do to go into that
0: Mm-hmm. Well, the suñata suit is really very good um, in You know, it? Mm. He yeah, talks about the process of emptying, going right to signlessness, and then one recognises, what well, is quality of signlessness is something that's come around through, developed, has been constructed, advocated, so, well, You know, that, in little one, one phrase, is trying to indicate that there's another direction, you know, where which is totally kind of tandem with that. I mean not say that you can develop that insight uh, without developing those samadhi states. The main theme in canonical Buddhism anyway is that at least the level of first jhana is, is a requirement as a basis. Um, but yeah, there are also places where everybody does kind of talk about one could be completely absorbed, super absorbed But actually, you know, it, 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 it goes <coughs> into some sort of Brahma mode, because then when that fades out, you come down again. You know, it, it's, it's the, that sense of, of you know, insight is almost like, who's this happening to, is what I'm not talking about.
1: Which when the mind is
0: concentrated a, a tweak like that, which conceptually so what in a concentrated mind is very powerful. You think that should have been the whole paradigm of, of experience.